0: Go, Gals Nation. You're listening to the PCAS, sponsored by the Flats Off Madison Apartments. No expense was spared in the recent multi million dollar renovation to provide the Flats Off Madison residents premium finishes and the latest technological amenities. The Flats Off Madison offer beautiful one and two bedroom apartments in a smoke free community. Stop by today or call a leasing agent at 931 538 3257 to make the Flats Off Madison your new home. I am Casey Cricker. He is Alex out, out, running the nation's top ranked Austin P podcast. Alex, how are you now? Good. And you? Oh, not so bad. Uh, it was a big week for the NFL last week It definitely was It was uh, the first ever Vegas Super Bowl Which seemed to go well Yeah, I, I thought overall, I yeah Vegas did a great job hosting mm-hmm. I mean, as you would expect Yeah, no, pretty good Probably should just do it every year there Like, there in New Orleans Like, yeah. what's better than that? Like, I
1: mean, that and then every like, Just because of Atlanta Stadium You throw in Atlanta
0: there every like five or six years Phoenix is fine Yeah, that was okay Phoenix is fine
1: um, Super Bowl I had the, the Chiefs going into
0: it. I was the only person in my house I, I think I think I would have pit bet if I, I were, if, I, if I were betting, I would have bet on the Chiefs simply because of the better quarterback. Yep. Uh, I wanted the 49ers to win, and then watching Jawan Jennings ball out made me so happy. Yeah.
1: I, I saw you on Twitter.
0: He, uh, he, he, Him and Peyton Manning, the only Tennessee players to ever throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl is a fun fact. That is a very fun fact. That and really then is. And the only two to catch and throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl, Jawan Jennings and Nick Foles. Yeah. Philly special. Mm-hmm. Philly special.
1: Yeah, and honestly, I just thought it was good. Because, I mean, we, they broke the longest field goal record twice.
0: They went to overtime. Yep. The Niners didn't know the rules. No. And I do understand why they took the ball first. Um, two reasons. I don't. I think. One, their defense was just on the field for like seven minutes. Right. So that's, that's reason number one. Reason number two is you go score a touchdown, whether you kick the ball for the extra point or go for two, if the other team goes down and matches you, you then get the ball first
1: mm-hmm.
0: with a chance to win.
1: Which is fair. I, I've i always gone into it with the approach of... But I
0: think if you go first, you have to go for two if you score. Definitely. Because then you put yourself at eight, mm-hmm. and then the other team's either going to score,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then tie the game at eight with eight points, mm-hmm. or you're going to get the ball back with a chance to kick a field goal to win. Right.
1: I just And I understand that. I, I would have gone defense first because then you know what you have to do. I definitely understand... On the second overtime, you know, you get the ball first, and then at sudden death like the old overtime rules used to be. But I I still think I would have gone defense. I don't think it really changed the outcome of the game. I think, I think the Chiefs were going to win that anyways. I don't think it anyways. changed
0: the outcome of the game either. But the only downside to that is giving the other team's offense four downs for yeah. the entire drive is a challenge. Yeah, but no, I.
1: it was a great game. I mean, overall, I mean, I don't. Know if this will be a Super Bowl that people start talking about as all the one of the all-time greats or not? It was still a one of the best Super Bowls I've seen.
0: A lot of other things happened in the NFL last week, like the uh, like the Hall of Fame. And it seems like every year I sit here and yell about how Reggie Wayne should be a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. and he should be. Yeah. Uh, yet inferior wide receivers keep getting put in the Hall of Fame before Reggie Wayne. Like who? Well, we'll start with the biggest complaint here is Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson and Reggie Wayne both played 14 seasons Mm -hmm. in the National Football League. Please remember that Reggie Wayne, what, for the first eight, nine years of his career, was considered a number two wide receiver. Yeah. Despite being considered a number two wide receiver, he managed to have more receptions, more yards, more touchdowns, and equal yards per catch to Andre Johnson, who still had more targets.
1: That's insane.
0: We also need to consider the fact that Reggie Wayne is up one to nothing in Super Bowl wins and yeah. two to nothing in Super Bowl appearances, and if we compare playoff stats, it's really not that close.
1: So say he also played on the Texans for all but Which three leads years. to my
0: second Andre Johnson point. Andre Johnson is a loser. <laughs> he chooses to be a loser. Andre Johnson chose to re-sign with the Houston Texans the doormat of the AFC South over and over. And over again. Mm-hmm. Fourteen seasons, he said, well, what's the rookie deal? Five or six years?
1: Uh, it's, I want to say at that point it would have been five. Because it, it was five if you are a first-round pick.
0: Andre Johnson continually chose to re-sign with a team full of losers. Mm-hmm. It's his fault that after the first couple years with David Carr and Matt Schaub that he continued to have, I mean, disgustingly bad quarterbacks. Yeah, It's his own fault. He's a loser. He doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame over Reggie Wayne. I'll let him in. But you cannot let him in until after 87 is already in the Hall of Fame. It is a joke. It's a clown show. It's an embarrassment on the great people of Canton, Ohio. And the NFL Hall of Fame is reaching Major League Baseball levels of embarrassment.
1: Yeah, and as a fan of a team that saw both of those guys torch my team every single game.
0: I mean, I'd agree with you.
1: I Like, I loved watching Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson was one of my favorite receivers in the NFL, despite, again, him playing the tit- Titans twice a year and putting up at least 100 yards every single time. But, like... I don't know. I, I'm with you. I mean, that, that, that's really all I have.
0: Then we haven't even got to w- apparently one of your favorite players. Oh, the, absolutely. The greatest gimmick in NFL history. The greatest return specialist. Devin Hester was such a bad defensive back that he got moved to wide receiver, and he was put in the National Football Hall of Fame because he returned all of 19 kicks for touchdowns An in his NFL career.
1: record 20 return touchdowns
0: he's a gimmick he's still 60 touchdowns behind Reggie Wayne Um, the fact that Devin Hester was put in over I'm gonna I'm gonna list you some offensive stats and then I'm gonna give you the guys Devin Hester was put in the Hall of Fame over this year Devin Hester had 255 receptions for 3,000 yards and 16 touchdowns on offense in his career so 46 career touchdowns okay he was (laughs) put in the Hall of Fame over Antonio Gates one Mm -hmm. of the greatest tight ends of all time almost a thousand receptions 1,100 yards and 116 touchdowns. He was put in the Hall of Fame over Tory Holt with 920 receptions, 1,300 yards, and 74 touchdowns. Also, like I said, Reggie Wayne with 1,000 receptions, 1,400 yards, and 82 touchdowns. All of them were left out of the Hall of Fame so that Devin Hester's 255 receptions for 3,000 yards could be in the Hall of Fame.
1: And, like, I hear you, but Devin Hester is the greatest return specialist of all time.
0: Really? Greatest gimmick in NFL the history. The
1: greatest return specialist. Uh, he was so good like that he returned
0: to kick for a touchdown in the Super Bowl and his team still got beat by 11. He still did his job. He did nothing else but in like, that game. But,
1: like, the only other person that you can put up there with special teams players all time, now we're talking about return specialists specifically, is Deion Sanders, who was at the same time a very good everything player. Well,
0: Deion Sanders was a good defensive back right but Devin just, Hester was not but he was he was so bad at defensive back he they was, moved into receiver he was where he was he wildly was always, average
1: always known as just a return specialist I mean like the fact that he has as many offensive yards as he
0: did what do you think is, Devin Hester did on offense in that Super Bowl
1: Pro. Uh, I'm trying to think I don't had he moved to wide receiver yet yes at that point he probably would have been a number three or four wide receiver he probably had like 30 yards
0: no, no, targets, no targets. No receptions. Well, then he
1: probably didn't take the field as
0: a wide receiver. I think he ever played a wide receiver. Probably not. They said they had Rex Grossman, quarterback, Thomas yep. Jones, Desmond Clark. Uh, Thomas Jones was your only running back to carry the ball for the Bears. No, that's not true. Cedric Benson had two carries for negative one yard. The receivers they threw to over Devin Hester. Hall of Famer Devin Hester? Hall of Fame Hall of Devin Fame H- specialist. Desmond yep. Clark, yep. Bernard Berrien, Musha Muhammad, Jason McKee. And Rasheed Davis.
1: Who at that time were pretty decent wide receivers. All they made Rhett Grossman exactly. look like a good wide All receiver. All better
0: than Devin Hester, who's now a Hall of Famer.
1: He's in the Hall of Fame as a return specialist, not as a wide receiver, though. It's a joke. I love Devin Hester. It's a joke. I freaking love Devin Hester. It is a clown show in Canton. I'll, I'll meet you on the Andre Johnson thing. I won't meet you on the Devin Hester. The though. NFL
0: Hall of Fame should be embarrassed. I still think Antonio Gates should be in. And, and Reggie. I, I agree. Like, I agree. It should have been Antonio Gates and Reggie Wayne over those two. You could do Torrey Holt and Andre Johnson next year. Yeah. And if we decide we've got room for a gimmick, Devin Hester oh can get in gosh. sometime later. Listen, there's a reason baseball de- designated hitters didn't make the Hall of Fame for the longest time.
1: But now they do, just like return specialists do. Uh,
0: two of them. Okay. Well, two of them. have. Yeah. Nah. It's a start. It is a start. Um, basketball teams been basketballing.
1: Basketball teams have been basketballing.
0: Um, what are, what, what's the men's team been up to? What are they? They're 13-13. They're really good at home. Yeah. So men's basketball is 13-13, and 6-5
1: 13, in Atlantic Sun Conference play. They are 10-1 and 1 at home. That 91% home winning percentage is tied for the best in the A-Sun. Um, that is tied with, like, Lipscomb and, like, uh, Jacksonville or somebody like that. Um, really I, need to win some more road games. Yeah. I mean, you're sitting at 2-11 and 11 on the road. But, I mean. You only have to
0: go on the road for two of your last five. Yeah. And they're both this week.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, you look at this. I mean, and I know we'll get to this week's games a little bit later. But you want to go in. You want to get some momentum. I mean, you're coming off a week. Uh, we've won three straight games. You pick up the double overtime victory against North Florida the week prior. Uh, you come back and absolutely curb-stomp Kennesaw State, 85-69. That game was – we were in firm control of that game literally the entire time. And then you look at uh, a Queens game. We were down by 14 points with 10 minutes and two seconds left in the second half. Um, and then between Desi Jones, who's kind of come on to the – I mean, he's always been like our starting point guard, shooting guard, or top scorer off the bench. He's kind of come in, scored 27 points against Queens. And you talk about a guy like Isaac Haney, who's – Really become a fan favorite. He scored 15 points in the last 10 minutes of that game to beat Queens. Um, so the men are looking good right at the time that you want them to start looking good because now we got five games left in the season. So and sit fourth in the standings. What about the women? Uh, so the women are sitting at 12 and 13 overall, five and six in ace on play. Uh, right now they are eighth in the ASUN standings, but at the same time you've got some games on the schedule that you can really pick up some wins, and head into the tournament hot. Um, They split their games last week, but have won three of their last four Um, after dropping an absolute heartbreaker to North Florida. uh, The Ospreys made a shot with like six seconds left, and we just couldn't get off the right shot in time. Uh, That was at North Florida. And then on Saturday, uh, they pick up a 75-69 victory against the Dolphins. That was a game that we got up big. Jacksonville, they just kept on inching back into it, uh, up 21-7 at the end of the first quarter. Um, But as Brittany Young teams have done all three years she's been here, they might not be pretty. But when you get a game like that, nine times out of 10, Brittany Young teams are going to win that. They win ugly. They do. I mean, and then it's not like we have that go, or the women have that go-to scorer this year. I mean, sometimes it's C.T. Hayward, sometimes it's Shamari Hale, sometimes it's Anala Nelson, Lanaya Foster, Abby Cater. But, um, like, in Jacksonville, uh, we, they had five players scoring double figures. CT led the, te- led, the, yeah, led the team with 15 points. And you just saw a lot of really balanced basketball all throughout. A lot of defense first and then get the shots whenever you need them.
0: Turn our attention to uh, the track and field. Govs competed in their fourth meet of the indoor season last week. Uh, one left before the ASUN Indoor Championships. Down in Gainesville, I believe. Mm-hmm. Down. Sounds right in florida uh two wins last week lauren lewis won the 800 meters and ashley doyle won the 500 or excuse me not 500 there is no 500 meter race you're thinking about it real hard but there's i not. am there's yeah. a 5,000. Five there's a 5,000. there's not a 500 uh, that was a sanford bulldog invitational down at the birmingham crossplex really nice facility a uh, lot of personal best for the govs a lot of uh, people really finding their stride with a few races left here in the indoor season so Carry that momentum into the, I believe it's Vanderbilt this weekend, Music City Challenge, right. indoor season championship down in Gainesville. After that, and then uh, you've got the uh, what the uh, NCAA indoor championships, mm-hmm. and then uh, we we go outside.
1: Yep, and that's that's where this program historically has been very good. I mean, not even just looking at the last five years, you go back and guys are really good. I mean, they've had they've had honestly a impressive season in the indoor season, and you want to take that into your last meet and then heading. Heading into the ASON championships.
0: That is the case. The men's golf team also got off to a hot start to start their spring season. Did they? Uh, Seven to one win over Murray State in the battle of the border match play. Murray won the first two times we did this thing, last year and the year before. They won five to four in each of those years. So if you want to do the math and add up scores, what's five plus five plus one? That's eleven. Mm-hmm. Seven plus four plus four is fifteen, which means the Govs now lead fifteen to eleven all time in this event. But we're not we're not we're not doing that. Um eh, we one both. seven to one this year, that's what matters. Morgan Robinson got things started. He went 5-4, and One on the 14th hole, di- just didn't play the last four holes. It was one of the fastest matches I've ever seen, and not just because they only played 14 holes, because Morgan Robinson himself is a very fast-paced golfer, I would say, mm-hmm. and they paired him with a Murray State golfer that was also a fast-paced golfer. So, I mean, they played 14 holes and I mean, I think they might have been under two and a half hours. Dang it was quick <laughs> it was quick They were sprinting up. i told morgan when i he came off the last hole uh and his dad thought it was funny standing the two and i was like oh i got i got morgan teeing off on one and i kind of planned on getting him on the last couple holes and i said man you played too good to get any more photos because i got him on the last green yeah. and that was about it Dang. luckily morgan thought it was funny i think he'll take the win over a couple extra photos yeah. um uh, so he won, and then he hung around for the next like three hours because you have our, one of our slower playing golfers, Jacob Scholar bringing up the rear. He also got a win mm-hmm. to make it seven to one. Uh, but it was kind of it it's just funny the difference that we put our fastest guy out front, and he's finishing. I mean, he was two <coughs> holes ahead of the next group when he finished. Jeez. So it's funny to watch that. Uh, but Morgan Robinson won. Michael Long won one up. Seth Smith won 2-1, Daniel Love won 2-1, Logan Springer won 3-1, Reese Britt won 3-2, and, and Jacob Falkschollert won 1-up on 18 to make it a 7-1, just obliteration of Murray State to open the spring. And they're back on the course, back to regular tournaments next week in Florida. Talk about that here in a little bit, but that is how the men's golf team got their season started, and you know, I don't think there's a better way to start the season. Yeah. Alex, we've had some tennis recently.
1: Yeah. yeah, both tennis teams have been in action. Uh, the men opened their season on Friday with a doubleheader. It's been, it's very rare to see a tennis doubleheader. Um, but they opened the season with a 6-1 victory against Oakland City. Um, and then after that had a full sweep against Brescia uh, 7-0 in Evansville. Uh, that one against Brescia. I mean, nobody scored over seven points and doubles. All the singles victories were in straight sets. Just overall a very good performance. Uh, the women, they've been in action for a couple weeks now, but picked up their first win of the season in a 6-1 victory against the Hilltoppers. Um, I would say that they've, kind of, they've been playing around with their lineup a little bit. A couple different uh, doubles pairings. Uh, Yana Leder came back uh, the match prior to the Western Kentucky win, so she's getting back into the swing of things. Um, I mean, they did what they do best and beat Western Kentucky. And now they got a couple matches coming up later this week and next week that, you know, tennis season goes by quick. So you want to go in, you want to pick up some quick uh, non-conference wins, head into that ASUN, post- or ASUN season and the ASUN postseason hot. So
0: We've had a couple football signing days. Yeah. Several. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30 new players signed with the Govs. That's 19 that are already here. 19 are here. They're working out right now. They're participating and they're going to Austin Peay this spring. 19 mid-year enrollees, 12 Division One transfers, out of those 30 as well, uh, a couple Division II, a couple junior college transfers, obviously, and then some high school guys to fill in some other gaps. 30 players after signing to be the head coach here in, what, December? Yeah, something like that. And Jeff, Jeff Ferris signed 18 players like within his first three weeks on the job mm-hmm. and then signed 11 more two weeks later in January. So that, And he put together a whole staff mm-hmm. in, in the same time. He's it's been busy. Been, it's been impressive. It's been, he's been busy. Um obviously everybody's gonna want to know who uh, what what quarterbacks to we signed. That's kind of the kind of okay. the position. We got two Division I transfers at quarterback. Okay. Mason Garcia from East Carolina. He's played three or four seasons down there. If you could roll his high school twenty-four-seven composite ranking over to him being a college transfer, he'd be the highest rate recruit in program in history. Really? Four star out of high school, Carolina Forest down there in Myrtle Beach. He's big. Okay. Like he's six four and he is Every bit of the two forty, or we have him at six five two forty two, and he's every bit of that. Yep. He is. I mean, he looks like a quarterback. It's good. It is. It is. He looks like a quarterback. But then we've also got a guy that's had a lot of good production at the v- Division One level. Austin Smith at East Carol or East Carolina, Eastern Michigan. We have quarterbacks okay. from east of different states. Uh, I mean, Austin Smith played in twenty two games and made sixteen starts during his career at Eastern Michigan. Through for two thousand yards, twenty touchdowns, mm-hmm. so a lot of production there. So it should be good for both of them to have each other around, push each yep. other, and see what what what's the best option for the Govs come the fall.
1: It'll it'll be interesting. Cause, I mean, you know, you're looking at definitely a new quarterback coming in, and we'll see.
0: Yep. Uh, another big big Austin P. Football news. Uh, congratulations to our friend Cordell Jackson.
1: Oh yeah, signed with the Edmonton Edmonton Elks, Elks of the go. CFL,
0: where he is now teammates with. Former Austin P wide receiver, Kyron Kyron Moore. Moore. So, Austin P football loves Edmonton.
1: Yeah, we are the biggest Edmonton college ever. Uh,
0: In the States. There's not not a university in the United States of America that loves the Edmonton Elks more than Austin P State University. Got that right. Uh, Football team also put out their spring practice schedule. Uh, All the practices are going to be open. So, if you want to come down to Fort and watch them, 15 practices starting on March 13th. Practice basically every. Not That first weekend we start on a Wednesday, and then basically it's every Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Monday. Uh, obviously, they're off Easter weekend, off Good Friday, Saturday, and on Easter. And then April 13th is that spring showcase game, that spring game right there at Fort Terra Stadium. Come out and uh, get your first peek at the Jeff Ferris Governors. Oh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Get ready for the best Saturdays in college football. Got that right. Got it right. All right. Uh, I think that's all we got. I think so. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, we'll have our guest for this week, sponsored by the Flatsoft Madison Apartments, and that is Olivia Prock of the Austin Peay Soccer Team. Right after this. Joining us on the PCAST, we've got a junior forward from the Austin Peace Hockey Team. And that's Olivia Proc. Olivia, how are you doing this afternoon?
2: I'm good, Casey. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Uh, you had an early morning, right?
2: I did. 6 a.m. practice.
0: 6 a.m. practice, lift. What? What? Do you? Are you a morning person? Do you like getting up early and getting your um, workout done?
2: <laughs> it is nice to have the rest of my day. It almost feels like an off day because we just get it done so early. But um, last spring, we had 6 a.m. five days a week, so transitioning from that to one day a week i think is manageable for me <laughs> so you
0: became a morning person last, I did. last year whether you wanted to or not right uh in person or online classes
2: um i'm hybrid right now so usually i prefer my online classes but just because i'm getting up into the upper level classes it's harder to find those online so i have two in-person in-person classes right now
0: that's how I, none of the classes i took were had even online options <laughs> so i get that so but i mean at least your workouts you don't get in the way of those because they're done by the time yeah, done an exactly hour uh classes today have any or or off day
2: yes so my schedule is monday wednesday friday i have a social media class at 9 a.m and then my minor class which is event planning right after
0: social media class could be fun right nice Mm -hmm. way to start your day
2: yeah
0: all right so before we get into all that let's talk about soccer you started your high school career at boulder creek high school Mm -hmm. you transferred to and i'm sure i'm gonna get this name wrong Carus academy yeah
2: that's that's right i was like that's (laughs)
0: the only chance i've got uh how long were you at each school
2: So I was only at Boulder Creek for a year. I played varsity there. And then I moved to Caris, which is a smaller private Mm -hmm. school in my town. And their soccer season was different than what the public high school was. And it was also such a small school that it was co-ed. So (laughs) it was hard to like, I I didn't want to play there for that reason. So it was co-ed
0: soccer. Yep. So yeah, a, so it was boys and girls team. Yes. How does that work? I never I even heard of that at high school level. Yeah,
2: so it was it opened my sophomore year of high school and I went there. I was actually the first graduating class. So as my class got older, they added the year. So it was freshman and sophomore my first year and then junior year they added and then senior year. So I was there for 3 years, first graduating class.
0: Did you play in a co-ed league or
2: I don't even know. I my school was had like 35 kids in it. I didn't really want to be there my parents kind of forced me there just to like stay on track with soccer and stuff like that so i kind of like Disassociated myself from it as far as possible, so I really couldn't tell you.
0: So you played for the club team, though. I
2: did, yes. Okay,
0: Phoenix Rising. Correct. And you played with Lindsay McMahon.
2: Yes, Lindsay, I love Lindsay. Did
0: you guys both know when you were playing for this club team, you were coming to Austin P, or do you kind of get recruited and it just happened?
2: Yeah, it basically it just happened. So I switched over from another club my sophomore year, and Lindsay had been playing at that club before me, so we played together for three years. And then I committed to Austin P. and then she committed, like, maybe, like, three weeks later, and I'm so glad she did. So, she made the transition a lot easier, both being so far from home.
0: Did you know each other were going on visits to the same school? Did you have any idea, or is it just like, hey, I'm committed, and she's like, oh, hey, I'll come on a (laughs) visit there, too.
2: Yeah, so sort of like that. So, she went on a visit, I think, after I committed, and she let me know, because I didn't visit the school until I moved here. So, she sent me a bunch of pictures and stuff like that. So. Uh,
0: Another question about high school. Kim said you broke your femur.
2: Yeah, that wasn't in high school, though. I was in seventh grade. Okay,
0: so I guess the first question. Femur is the biggest bone in your body. Yeah, Strongest bone in your body, right? Mm -hmm. How do you break it?
2: I, if you could see my seventh grade self, maybe 75 pounds, (laughs) 80 pounds, like smallest kid on the field. I just had a girl come up behind me, and I I don't even remember. I think I passed out in the situation. Like, I just totally blacked out from it. Like that much pain? I... I actually have a pretty high pain tolerance, so I think once I got off the field and, like, calmed down, I think I was just in shock with what just happened. Like, my leg was in sideways, so...
0: Like, the upper part, too. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was crazy.
0: If you see a leg break and it's going sideways, you're just the lower half, the smaller bones. And you did it with the big... That's I mean, it's almost impressive.
2: Yeah, I had three screws in my leg that eventually had to be taken out, so it was a long process. (laughs) How do
0: you rehab that bone? Because, like... I feel like with, this, with the lower leg bones, like, you can leave weight off those, mm-hmm. and that's pretty normal. Like, I feel like that's a, that <laughs> one's different. It's harder. Yeah.
2: So, I did... So, my recovery time wasn't as long as people thought. So, I broke it in April of whatever year it was, my seventh grade year, and then I ended up coming back for August season. So, it only took, what, five, four, five, what, five, five months. months? Yeah. So, and it was supposed to come back February. So, I just... I don't know if it was just because young, you bounce back, something like that. But I did therapy pretty much every day from then. It like started off super light. And then we would go up to almost two hours of therapy a day. So I didn't walk for six weeks. I was on crutches, which was awful, like walking around school and stuff like that. So it was really, it was a really hard, like challenge in my life for sure. But I mean, I'm glad rather it happened when I was younger than now, so.
0: I think you're the second person that's been on the PCAS with a broken femur. I can't remember who else it was, but I'm, in my mind, I'm like, this is not the first time I've had this conversation. Yeah,
2: it's, unfortunately, it's a lot more common than you think. As hard as, as big as it is, it's You would not think as it's hard a hard, to hard bone to break. Yeah. I
0: mean, I'm sure it is, but. <laughs>
2: yeah, you gotta have a lot of trauma for that. Who
0: knows? Who knows? Uh, you also played for the Arizona Olympic development team, right?
2: Yes. So, what,
0: well, yeah, what is that program?
2: So it was a lot more popular when I was younger. I wouldn't say nowadays it's something that's, like, essential to getting into college, but it just, like, really helped you. Like, it was a good thing to have on your resume. Like, it was coaches from all over the state, from all over clubs, so you didn't have to play at a specific club to have a certain coach. Like, it, they all came from all over. So you got, like, mm-hmm. experience from different clubs and, like, different techniques and stuff like that. So it was really cool to just have, like, different experiences there rather than at club with the same coach year, uh, year-round.
0: Do you think that something like that helped prepare you for college soccer?
2: Um, I, think it di- I think it did, yeah. Looking back at it now, it definitely helped me, just all, all the experiences that I gained and all the different girls I played with. I just know a bunch of girls that play all over the country, which is really cool. Um, but looking back now, I don't think my sister is younger than me, and if, I think it just has changed. Mm-hmm. I think it's just now something to like put on your resume, I would say, to say that it was super cool. I don't think you get the same experience as that. So I think at my age, it was really good for me.
0: So, you obviously made the transition pretty well to college. So you played 17 games your first <laughs> year?
2: Yeah, I loved it. I knew I always wanted to go out of state like, since I even started looking at colleges. So, I knew Austin P would be a good fit for me.
0: What other, like, did you travel? So, Arizona was out of the picture.
2: Yeah, did not want to be close to home whatsoever. And my parents knew that, so they had plenty of time to prepare. <laughs>
0: so your sister plays soccer as well. She does, yeah. Is she also just gonna leave your parents? Does she wanna go all over <laughs> yeah. the place
2: too? She's like a total like West Coast girl. Like you look at her and you just think, Oh yeah, this girl belongs like at the beach. So she's looking for like Southern California, that type of school. So how old is she? She is a freshman this year, so she actually turns fifteen. Uh, Sunday, something like that. I don't know okay. if my mom's going to be mad if I don't know that. But she turns 15, so she plays for the same club I do and then also the same coach I had. So she gets a lot of trash talk from him about me. <laughs> from him about you. Yeah. Um,
0: all right, so let's transition from club and Olympic development to college. You get the mm-hmm. Austin P. You had your first game and, or excuse me, your first goal and your first assist in the same game, correct? Yeah. At Alabama, and talk Mm -hmm. about that game. How cool is
2: that? That was that was an awesome game. So we just like showed up that day. So the coach we had before, she loved to show up before the game and you just play and then you go home after. So I think I just got on the bus and I was locked in from the second we got on and the second we got off. So it was a super cool game and I'm glad it was with the team that it was with. It was with the coach I had before. Kim so it was like really meaningful to me that she recruited me and then I could prove to her that like there was a reason she recruited me
0: do you remember who the assist was to
2: I think it was Gibson
0: Gibson uh, yeah because uh, Gibson scored one goal that year I think
2: oh she did <laughs> <I think laughs> it was that in was that, that game
0: it. I think that sounds right I was covering the soccer team I should remember that I don't. <laughs> uh you should remember uh who had yeah the I definitely
2: remember I think it was Gibson who had the
0: assist on your goal
2: I think it was unassisted. Oh, it was okay. if I watch it back, I Trick think. Question, right? Yeah, Tori. <laughs> I remember Tori like winning the ball, and I I think I hit it off the defender before I actually hit the shot. So I would give it to Tori, but it, it, stats say unassisted. Yeah, we
0: can't go back and change other team stats. <laughs> uh, like, um, Alec told me that you have always wore number ten.
2: Always, yep. Is
0: there any reason behind number ten?
2: Yes. Yeah, so my dad was number ten. He played hockey growing up, and like he was like. He still is, like, my biggest supporter and, like, my idol and everything like that. Like, he – total tomboy growing up, like, and he just always encouraged me from that. He was number 10, and then also my grandfather was number 10 in his sport. So, I actually have a tattoo of 10 on my wrist to kind of celebrate, like, family. So
0: – What did your grandfather play?
2: He – he, uh, all sorts of stuff. Okay. Everything, so.
0: So, your dad played hockey. He did. Did you ever play
2: any hockey? <laughs> no, that was not my sport. I pretty much played soccer, and I stuck with it, so –
0: can you skate can we put you if we put yeah. you if we took you over yes. to the new arena you're <laughs> yes. fine on skate yes
2: my mom was an ice skater so dad played hockey mom ice skated so that we did a lot of ice skating is when Arizona I was younger. A
0: hockey and skating place do a lot I, of people do that i mean they have the coyotes
2: <laughs> yeah they do so actually it is pretty big i think like i know a lot of my guy friends from my public high school they have like the junior coyotes and that's like mm-hmm. a really big thing so yeah hockey's kind of big out there which you wouldn't think but it is
0: so back to number ten. So you get to Austin P, and number ten's available, I guess. How, mm-hmm. did that mean that was a cool moment, I guess, for you to know you got to wear that number again? Yeah.
2: So freshman year, it wasn't available. Okay. I'm not, I don't remember who wore it, but it wasn't available to me. And then as soon as Kim got here, she gave us like a Zoom meeting to get to know her. And as soon as I got her phone number, I could probably pull it up right now. The very first thing I said was, so nice to meet you. Can you please reserve number 10 hey, for me? by the way, number 10 is available <laughs>
0: and I want it.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: All right. So also your freshman year, you're one of three three Austin Peaceton athletes to attend the inaugural NIL Summit hosted by Student Athlete NIL, at, an influencer at the College Football Hall of Fame. Right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, super cool.
0: What was that event like? Did you meet anybody cool there? Did you have like, was it fun? What'd you learn?
2: Yeah, it was a super cool experience. So going to the first one, I never really knew what to expect, but they've had another one since then. And looking back, I can see it's just gotten so much better and better. Just the people there were just amazing. Like so many people to relate to, a bunch of student athletes. And then also a lot of people on a panel. We had a lot of panel speakers and all of them, just their experience in the field, their advice and stuff like that was just so awesome to hear. There was just so many different perspectives.
0: So one of the other people that went to that was Dre McCrae. And I've <laughs> been told the story by Emily Smith who went with you guys. Dre got a tick on his leg, <laughs>
2: yeah, and you, yeah. you
0: were the only one there, Emily said, that could help take it out.
2: Yeah, I, I don't even know how that happened. I guess he was, he told us he was like walking around the forest, I guess, the night before. Yeah, and, as one does. <laughs> yeah, just common Dre things, and we come downstairs to go to lunch, and he's like, we have a problem, we have a problem, and I was like, oh no, like he forgot his suit for like the the black tie whatever it was yeah and he turns around he has a tick on his leg and me and Emily just started dying laughing we're like okay okay so we put in like the nearest Walgreens (laughs) and everybody in the store was helping the cashier was helping there was another woman in there that was telling us what to do and we took like the little alcohol pads put it on and I grabbed the tweezers and just pulled the tick out of his leg so
0: Dre's been on the PCAST and somehow that story did not (laughs) get told to me before he was on it and I wish we really could have talked about that one because if, if you know Dre, it
2: just makes sense. It's yeah,
0: like, <laughs> we have Him walking downstairs, hey, we have a problem. It's
2: yeah. exactly
0: what he would say. But yeah. it also could have been him forgetting a suit for a black guy. Oh,
2: yeah. Very for possible.
0: Sure. Um, all right. Alec told me another thing about you. You love the sun and hate the cold. Yeah. Kind of makes sense being from Arizona. It's a very yes. sunny place. But the desert gets pretty cold at night.
2: It does, yep. So I've. I feel like I've grown so much in freshman year. All my teammates are so proud of me. I, We had a practice one morning. It was like an 8 AM practice, and it was maybe 55 degrees. And I showed up in like sweatpants, sweatshirt, my puffer jacket. And everyone was like, live. Like, it's not that cold. And now we'll have a 50 degree practice, and I'll be in my t-shirt and shorts. So I've definitely gotten a lot better used to the cold. Um, but yeah, I won't go home for Arizona summers anymore. I like to stay in Tennessee, where it's 85 degrees max.
0: Is Arizona, I mean, it's way hotter in Arizona, right, yeah. in the summer?
2: Yeah, like, like July is just miserable, and it's like one fifteen, and then we're also having to start season, so I'm having to do a lot more running, which is just, you can wake up at 6 a.m., mm-hmm. and it's going to be 95 degrees no matter Everybody what. Everybody tries
0: to say it's a dry heat, and that just, it's not, It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. It's <laughs> is hot, whether it's <laughs> yeah. humid or dry, right? Exactly. I'm, I'm with you on that. Hot is hot no matter what. Uh, let's talk about this internship you have, because mm-hmm. every person mentioned it. Mm -hmm. Nobody could tell me exactly what it was. I I was told marketing, social media, and public relations. So what is your internship and what do
2: you do? Yeah, so it's a good mix of both. So it's with a a company called Jenny & Co. And it's like an umbrella company of like five different platforms. So I'm with Jenny Agency right now. And they're more influencer marketing. So that's how I would describe it. Um, I get an outreach to a lot of influencers that I like and then ones I can find and then we put them with our company and then we'll also have like artists come to our company and want their song promoted. So I'll match artists with influencers that would most likely like the song and promote it on their platforms.
0: So who's the most famous influencer you have in your phone right now?
2: Uh, Unfortunately, (laughs) I don't have any in my phone. If I were to log on my computer and go in our portal, there's like millions, so it's crazy.
0: Uh, I was also told you worked with a music video is this something with that job, or is that completely different? No,
2: it's, it's somewhat similar. So I, the music video was for Chris Lane. It's called Find Another Bar. I'm in it for about eight seconds. Okay. <laughs> and if you squint really hard, you can see me in the background. <laughs> But it was a really good experience just to like be on set and kind of see what goes down because yes, I'm doing my influencer marketing internship, but I also want to look more at music industry and like look at that type of stuff. And somebody else who was on set for was Riley Cooper, who
0: on the golf team also Mm -hmm. been on the podcast. Yes.
2: Yes. So she was there. So I got to talk to her a lot because she the first job out of college and she's doing that and that's exactly what I want to do. So that was a really good experience for me. It was awesome to be in the music video, but I went also more just for to get the experience and see if that's something I want to look at.
0: Well, you just led right into my next question is, do you want to work in country music? Because that's another yes. thing I was told.
2: That's exactly why I'm here. So I actually, I don't know if Kim's going to be happy if I say this, but I was originally looking at Belmont, okay. but just because of COVID and stuff like that, the recruiting class was closed and just all that type of stuff. So I had an offer from Austin P, and I was like, well, this is perfect. Like they have PR that's broad enough that I can do what I want to do. And it's 45 minutes from Nashville. So perfect.
0: So you were just looking for this area because you yes. want to work in country music yes. and obviously this would be... Yeah. place to be mm-hmm. and i was and you already know the one other austin p person that's exactly doing that, so yeah. you're, you're doing good and you brought up your major public relations mm-hmm. uh i don't even have to ask you what it is now and i was my next question for that was what are your plans after school but we so, covered it all
2: yes exactly so after school i think i'm wanting to work at the company that i do now this is actually my second round of internship with them and going into it i was like i don't know influencer marketing that's not something i've really looked at before so and then I did it and I fell in love with it I've did I did a lot of different aspects of it and it also just came very natural to me just because like Gen Z you know like we work on platforms like that all day I know how to work TikTok Instagram all that and that's exactly what they're looking for so it comes super easy to me and then I also just like working with the The people that I do work with like it's just so easy and they're just such awesome people like that but then I also get the music aspect of it as well so I kind of get everything I want in one so my goal after college would to probably be work there for a little bit
0: and all this kind of ties back into the NIL summit and Mm -hmm. all that stuff you learned there and it seems like you've got that plan dialed in yep
2: (laughs) all
0: right last question before the rapid fire questions is why Austin P but you kind of already talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I did
2: talk about that. But I love Austin P. wouldn't change it for the world. Just the people I met and the path that I'm on. Like, unfortunately, yeah, we did. I did rec- uh, come from a coach before, but Kim has been so welcoming. And she could have got rid of me if she wanted to, and she didn't. She chose to stuck around, stick me around and just has worked with me. So I'm happy I'm here. Awesome.
0: Are you ready for the rapid fire question? Yes. All right, what is your favorite word or saying?
2: Uh, probably slay. I'm slay. a teenage girl. Okay. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: what's the last book you read?
2: Last book I read, um, *Verity* by Colleen Hoover. Shout out Alex, she put me on. Okay.
0: <laughs> what is your worst habit?
2: Worst habit? Uh, I'm so bad at going out. Like just buying like fast food. I hate cooking. I'm just after practice. I'm tired. You're just like, I'm <laughs> yeah, up exactly.
0: And going home. Uh, do you think you can walk a mile in less than ten minutes?
2: Yeah, of course.
0: Uh, I mean, you're fast. I play uh, soccer. I'm fit. (laughs) You're you're pretty fast already. You can walk a mile in 10 minutes. No problem. Uh, What is one rule in any sport you want to change or add?
2: Mm, Probably overtime in soccer. Just the rules of it. Just golden goal. I don't want to play an extra 20 minutes. First person to score should win.
0: Right. in college soccer now, there is no more overtime in yeah, regular no, season. Yeah, no,
2: totally changed it. Yeah. Do
0: you like that change or do you not like that change?
2: Um, I don't think I like that change. We had a, we went in overtime a lot. Um, my freshman year, and it just I feel like we got a lot more out of our overtime than we did the 90 minutes. I mean, it's easy to play a 90 minute game when that's what you've been doing, but like when it comes down to it, like what team can push the extra 20 minutes? So.
0: But you want it to be golden goal.
2: Yes. <laughs> how long
0: would you play that? Twenty minutes? Ten minutes?
2: How it is, how it was, ten minutes and then half and another ten minutes. But first team to score, I mean then it's hard 20, to come back you go from to that. Out. Exactly, yep.
0: But we didn't even talk about the shootout in the tournament this year. Mm-hmm. Uh that was stressful to watch on TV.
2: How did <laughs> yeah. it feel for you? Well, I was the last person. I was the person up next to kick, and fortunately, uh, Alexis Schuster, who's no longer with us, unfortunately, um, she made it. So I didn't have to take my PK, which I was more than fine with. But And we got to celebrate after, and we door-dashed some insomnia cookies to the hotel and celebrated in Florida. So
0: How often do you practice PKs?
2: Um... In season, we practice them a lot more than we have. I feel like we did it at least once a week to practice. And then getting more into, deeper into conference, we practiced it pretty often, every day almost.
0: When was the last time you took a PK aside? Obviously, you didn't have to take yours there, mm-hmm. but when was the last time you took one before that?
2: In a game or in just. In a game. In a game. Like live action. Live action. Well, you don't do overtime in like. Um, yeah. High school and stuff like that, and I didn't play high school sports, so I would probably say maybe seventh grade, maybe sixth grade.
0: So it had been a while.
2: It has been a while, yeah.
0: All right. Um, what app on your phone gets the most use?
2: Mm, TikTok, unfortunately. It's okay. <laughs> kind of
0: for your job.
2: Yes, I do use it a lot for my job. I Use all like you the have trending a platforms. Than anybody else? That's true. Yeah, that is true.
0: What is the last gift you gave somebody?
2: Oh, last gift. I'm actually not sure on that. Like, maybe my Christmas gift from.
0: Yeah, that's always a safe answer.
2: Yeah, I'll just say Christmas gift to my family. I don't, yep. re- I don't even remember what it was, but probably something like that.
0: <laughs> All right. If we're casting a movie about you, who are you picking to play yourself?
2: I can't pick myself. <laughs> I, guess you can pick I would this. cast myself. Who would do a good job? Um, Number I would one, love yourself. Obviously, I would love to play myself in a movie. I would love to see Ellie Dries play me or Bryn Cannell play me. I just think that would be so funny. It'd be a comedy. I think
0: when the people pick their teammates it's funnier than picking like a famous celebrity. Oh
2: yeah, I would love to see them pick me and just see like what they would have to say. I think it would be so funny.
0: What is the most embarrassing song you love?
2: Hmm. Another good question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I love country music. Some people say that's embarrassing. Like, how do you like country? But now I'm in Tennessee, so now everybody loves country. Yeah, nobody here really finds
0: it. That's, yeah, no, I'm maybe a West not Coast an outcast.
2: Thing. Yeah, I'm not an outcast anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I used to get a lot of hate for listening to country music. So I guess just the whole genre
0: is that a thing in Arizona? People are just like, "Oh, why are you listening to that?"
2: Yeah, I feel like all the time I would just get like so much hate for listening to country music, but Arizona is like such a hub for it too. Like I was we say, have
0: people say country and western. Yeah, and western's exactly. Arizona. Yeah,
2: westerns Arizona. We have country thunder there, and I just now I'll see people who would like say stuff to me in high school, posting all in their like cowboy boots. I'm like, how mm-hmm, many cowboy mm-hmm. movies are
0: based in Arizona? Like all of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. If you could go to any concert, who would it be? Zach, Ryan. zach Bryan. Zach Bryan. Yeah. You had that one. You knew that one.
2: Oh, uh, I know. I hate Ticketmaster right now, but I love zach
0: Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> he has a whole album called I Hate or My Homies Hate Ticketmaster, exactly. right? Exactly. All right. Uh what is the one place in the world you want to visit the most?
2: Mm, one place I want to visit the most I'm gonna go basic answer, probably Italy. My family's Italian and my grandparents are super Italian, so I have had just amazing food from them and I would love to go on a trip with my family there.
0: Italy's a great answer. Um, if you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Any three people ever, dead, ever. alive, whoever you want.
2: Mm, I would love to say Justin Bieber, uh, Believer for life. Um, probably say Zach Bryan too. I think he's cool. Oh, and if I'm going to go Zach Bryan, I go Z- uh, Dave Portnoy.
0: Dave Portnoy, yeah. Zach Bryan, and mm-hmm. Justin Bieber. Dave's going to be back <laughs> on the podcast. I just don't know what that day's going to be. Uh, they could be best friends.
2: No, they could. I mean, he's dating his coworkers, so yep. I'm sure they've met. I'm sure they'd be a funny pair. Add Justin Bieber in there. I
0: think you're the first person to say Dave Portnoy. Is I love him.
2: Over. I love him. I think he's awesome. Oh, <laughs> boy.
0: All right. Uh, this, this question is from Jordan Goko. He asked it. I liked it so much, I added it to the script. How would you survive a zombie apocalypse?
2: I wouldn't. You would not. Simple answer. Just I wouldn't. easy answer. No, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I wouldn't. You have
0: any thought of like what you would do, what your survival plan is? Or is it just like, yeah,
2: no, that's it? No, probably that would just be it for Zombies me. Zombies are calling it a day. Yeah, that's all exactly.
0: All right. Who or what inspires you?
2: Uh, definitely my parents. I feel like that's a common answer, but just seeing them and how much they've supported me throughout the years, I would not be who, who I am or where I am today without them. So they inspire me every day.
0: What advice would you give to your younger self?
2: Um just keep pushing and it gets better i had a really rough high school experience just going from not playing high school soccer all my friends playing high school soccer and just going to the high school that i went to there was a graduating class of 35 kids so there wasn't many of us so it was just i just didn't have the best high school experience and i there was a time that i didn't want to play soccer at all so i wouldn't be here if i quit then and i'm really glad i didn't
0: here you are. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this question comes from our last guest, John John Gazdar. He wants to know <laughs> what is your favorite childhood show.
2: Childhood show. Hannah Montana. I still listen to that to this day. Like that's on my get ready playlist. Like if I play that in the locker room, everyone's gonna listen to. Everyone's gonna sing along. So Hannah Montana for sure.
0: Are you on the Oxcore in the locker room?
2: I, no, I wouldn't probably not be allowed on the Ox court. <laughs> that's, just,
0: that's a very important job.
2: <laughs> I've been on it one time and I played a Taylor Swift song and I got shut down. So. You, played
0: Taylor, you played Hannah Montana, Taylor Swift, and they said no more of that? Yeah,
2: I played a uh, Sparks Fly and I got shut down <laughs> immediately. So,
0: <laughs> All right, you get to ask a question to our next guest on the PCAST. What do you want to ask on the next episode?
2: If you weren't playing the sport you are now, what sport would you be playing?
0: What sport would you be playing if you were mm-hmm. not playing soccer?
2: what they would be playing
0: right but which one would you be playing if you weren't playing i
2: i would love to play volleyball we play volleyball in the spring as part of our black and red challenge and i don't think i'm terrible at it don't quote me on that but (laughs) i just think it's such a fun sport
0: so you'd play volleyball you want to know what sport they would play Mm -hmm. all right well thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast good luck with all your spring practices good luck in the fall (laughs) and we'll be right back with the podcast right after this
2: thank you we're having an all night revival Some call the women some will steal the Bible Forsake my survival
0: Baptize me in a bottle of beer with Johnny on a vinyl Another big thank you to Olivia Prock, the Austin Peay Soccer team, for joining us uh, for this week's interview, brought to you by the Flats Off Madison Apartments. The Flats Off Madison offer beautiful one- and two-bedroom apartments in a smoke-free community. Stop by there. Call leasing agent 931-538-3257 to make the Flats Off Madison your new home. Uh, Alex, yeah, you were telling me it's been a very fun NBA season.
1: No, it's been a very exciting NBA season, to be honest. Um, I mean, you got the, the Minnesota Timberwolves at first in the West.
0: I can name... I was going to say one Timberwolves player, but I think I can get two. Who? Carl Anthony Towns doesn't really count, I feel like. That's too easy of an option. I can get Anthony Edwards and. and Rudy. Rudy, who? Gobert. Gobert. Oh, the Stifle Tower. That guy. Did not know he was a Timberwolf.
1: <coughs> yeah, I think this is his second year. Um, but no, I mean, they've been a lot of fun. And then after them, you have OKC, who everybody's like, okay, you're out of your rebuild. But you got a Chet, you got Shea Gilgis Alexander, who's second in the NBA in points. He leads the NBA in steals at 2.2 per game. Um, they've been a lot of fun to watch. You got the LA Clippers piecing it together. They've been good. They're third in the West. Then Who plays ha- for the Clippers? Uh, that's like your Kawhi, PG. He's back. Yeah.
0: I guess he never left, did he? he once he got to the Clippers, he hasn't left. Right. Talk about Kawhi? Yes. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I don't know what um, I was thinking.
1: And then you head over to the East. And it's been a lot of people that you thought would be good, like the Boston Celtics uh, lead the NBA with 41 wins or 41 and 12. I don't think anybody's
0: surprised by that. Do they have anybody new
1: aside from Tatum and Brown? I mean, you got Chris Stapps. Chris Stapps has been pretty decent. Porzingis. I guess
0: he is new, huh?
1: Yeah, it's like his second year. But, and was then, there last year? I can't remember. Uh, but then you also have the Milwaukee Bucks who are third in the East. Uh, they've really pieced together this Dame and uh, Giannis thing. And then you get the Knicks at fourth. They've been pretty good even without Julius. But then you got the Cleveland Cavaliers sitting at second in the East at 35 and 17. They've been a lot of fun to watch. I mean, I haven't really been able to watch too much NBA because with Austin the men's basketball season going around, you don't really get the chance to watch too many games unless it's like, you know, the day before a game or maybe after a shoot around or something like that. But at the same time, whenever I have gotten the chance to watch it, it, it's been a lot of fun, except watching my Atlanta Hawks, who are 24 and 30, and really trying not to make a play-in game this year.
0: Well, you forgot to mention that the Bucks made the biggest trade of, of the season when they got Patrick Beverly. Yep. Did you see Patrick Beverly did last night? No. So the Barstool guys mm-hmm. uh, in Chicago had this little thing. They were trying to hit 41 straight free throws. Okay. Consecutive. Dan Katz, Big Cat had to hit, I think, three of them. Mm-hmm. and Dave Portnoy had to make number 15, number 30, and number 41. Kay. They had 75 total mulligans that they could only use once per round. Right. It took them 15 hours. Golly. Uh, Mark Titus, who was a walk-on at Ohio State, hit over 1,000 free throws. Jeez. They had another employee that was a part-time employee that's starting like next week that lives in Columbus, Ohio. They got in the car at like 9 p.m. and drove and got there at 4 a.m. because he could shoot free throws. They signed Young Manis, who used to be a Barstow mm-hmm. boy, to a one-day contract to nice. come shoot free throws. It was, it was electric. Uh, but Patrick Beverly showed up at like 2 a.m. Like, because so Milwaukee's two out, right. two hours from Chicago, mm-hmm. he literally shows up, walks in with a happy meal, and starts shooting free throws. Has to leave. That he confirmed he was coming back later that morning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: in the Bucks play tonight. Oh my gosh. So yep. Patrick Beverly was gonna just like. Just be banging free throws at Barstool HQ in Chicago, and then go play for the Bucks at 8 p.m. that That's sure. night. Yeah, that why is not?
1: such a pat bad thing to do, though.
0: It was quite funny. Um, he was not there when they when they finally did it this morning. So, 15 hours. It's insane. 41 in a row is a lot. 41 in a row is a lot, but it's not like a lot, a lot. Titus had to play some hero ball. Mark Mark Titus. Yep. Uh, I mean, he hit a thousand free throws. The crazy thing is, like, you look—they had a tracker of how many free throws each guy hit. Even some of the guys were like, oh, yeah, they're not very good. Still had, like, 400 makes at the end. They shot, like, 10, 000, almost 10,000 total free That's throws. For
1: 41 straight. That's insane. I mean, granted, I don't know how long it would take me to make 41 free throws. Probably a really long time.
0: 41 in a row. Yeah. Can't miss. Yeah.
1: So That's tough. I want to know how many times they get up to 40 and then break the last one.
0: I, they got to, like, 38 once, like, pretty early on last night when I was still watching. And they got to 39 this morning. Uh, before they got there. So I don't think they got that close that often. Yeah. Still. So. Still. Basketball season's coming to an end, though. It is. And uh, it's going to come to an end right in time for you to watch some uh, Major League Baseball.
1: Yeah. Uh, spring
0: training starts today.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna tune into that one as I'm you going. You
0: just bought your MLB season ticket. You're going to watch the Mariners, right?
1: Oh, 100%. I'm going to watch... Absolutely every single pitch of Mariners games this year. I don't care what's going
0: on. You know the best part about being a West Coast baseball fan, for mm-hmm. you as a Mariners fan, is they play at, like, 8 o'clock every night. That is true. So you're done with everything. Yep. And the Reds are sometimes kicking off if they play, well, they play East Coast games, so they play at 6 o'clock. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be completely transparent. I will probably sit and watch a total. If, you, if I can piece together all the little, like, inning here, inning there, I'll probably watch a total of two games.
0: Two games. Probably. We gotta, we gotta, I'll take the over. I'm going to get you over that. Okay. I don't know how. That's I don't know that. when. We're going to make it happen.
1: Well, after basketball season. Can we season, count
0: the Nashville Sounds games? N-
1: oh, if we count the Nashville Sounds games, I'll probably get close to 10. Yeah. Because I usually go. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. I usually go to between about five or seven a year. Yes. And then me and my house will probably go to a couple games.
0: Especially when they're playing Louisville Bats. Yep. Love the Bats. have
1: seen a lot of Louisville Bats. Outside of the Sounds, I've probably watched, out of any minor league team, the Louisville Bats the most
0: not the uh, Bowling Green Hot Rods. Mm-mm,
1: actually not. Um, had a lot of friends up in Louisville or something like that. So, like, hey, you want to come watch a Bats game?
0: John C. Cardinals <laughs> used to have dollar nights, and I despise the Cardinals, but I love dollar hot dogs. Yeah. So Dollar dogs. Uh, I saw a funny Major League Baseball tweet yesterday. Uh, the heaviest starting rotations. And if you were wondering, the Cincinnati Reds have the beefiest five starters in the league. Sounds weighing right. it at 1,137 pounds. So don't start a fight with Hunter Green, Ashcraft, Lodolo, uh, who am I forgetting? Oh, and Frankie Montas and Andrew Rabbit. Well, maybe Andrew Rabbit because he's only like six foot 190. But Frankie Montas, 255, don't, don't scrap up a boy. Yeah. On the other hand, if you do want to fight a pitching staff, fight the Oakland A's. They're 29 pounds lighter than everybody else in the league at okay. 981 pounds.
1: It's good to know whenever I get to that predicament. Yeah, I'll if you ever get into a fight crowd. with a Major
0: League Baseball team, you're going to say, hey, I want the A's. <laughs> Give me the A's. I want the A's starters, and I want them now. Deal. All right. That's enough of that. Alex, uh, we failed to mention in the first half, maybe the hottest of Austin P teams at the moment. Mm-hmm. That is the Austin P softball team. It's 4-0. 4-0 and, oh. four and oh after the Stinger Classic down in Montgomery, Alabama. That was Alabama State's tournament. Girls went 4-0 shutout against Western Carolina. 3-1 win against Mississippi Valley. 8-0 shutout against Hampton. And 6-0 shutout against Purdue, Fort Wayne. That is uh, a massive win against the Mastodons. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, just overall, you saw what you wanted from the first week of the season. I mean, your, <clears throat> you know, Jordan Benefil, who was a preseason all A sun selection, uh, picked up two wins, uh, pitched in nine innings, ha- allowed just four hits, no runs. Both of her wins were shutouts. Um, had 12 strikeouts.
0: Probably would have been the player of the week if somebody didn't throw a perfect game.
1: Yeah, that's just how it goes for us sometimes. I mean, she pitches great games and then somebody else just has to have a perfect we week. we just
0: have to have a perfect game
1: and, how rude but no also shout out to jordan benefiel uh she picked up her 400th career strikeout in that last win um she is the fifth governor's pitcher all time to reach the mark and got a full season ahead too
0: well that's 400 strikeouts for benefiel and 438 career innings pitched yeah. I don't know how the translation for softball goes, but in baseball, if your strikeout total is close to your innings pitch total, or if you have more strikeouts than innings pitched, that mm-hmm. is regarded as yep. good. Mm-hmm. I assume softball similar. So 400 and with as many innings as she's thrown 438. <laughs> 400 is a lot of strikeouts. Yeah, so. and I think we'll be relying on her a lot this year. It's not quite
1: to the point where she's going to be, like, the ace, like, pitching. In. They had
0: some other good pitching performances as well. Samantha Miner, no exactly. runs over eight innings. Ashley Martin, no runs over six innings. Emma Thompson comes in and throws a scoreless inning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They only allowed one run. Exactly. And they had five different pitchers, mm-hmm. so.
1: That was good, and and – At the plate, Macy Roberts, who I know Coach Case, Coach Cassie Stanfels talked a lot about throughout the offseason, she comes in, has seven hits. Uh, Mia Clark, who was catcher for two games and then the DP for two games, came in, had six hits. Hit Uh, a homer. Yeah. And uh, Kylie Campbell, uh, who was also a preseason All A Sun selection, uh, had five hits, three runs. So that was it. It was a really good week for the Govs. And now they will go from Montgomery, Alabama to Evansville, Indiana where they will play the Purple Aces and the Red Hawks of Miami of Ohio. Uh, The Governors will begin that tournament with a 11 a.m. game. You're in tennis mode, aren't you? Apparently I am. Um, An 11 a.m. game against Evansville, followed by a 1.30 p.m. game against Miami of Ohio. Those are both Saturday and then on Sunday. They'll open at 11 a.m. against the Red Hawks and then conclude with a nightcap at 4 p.m. against the Purple Aces.
0: A little tougher, tougher weekend.
1: Yeah, you're going to where it's going to be a little bit colder, but at the same time, like, those are two good opponents. I mean, you look at Evansville, you look, you look at Miami of Ohio, those are two teams that are very much on the
0: upswing, and you can say the same about the Govs, too. It's a good build-up in their first three weekends, from the Stinger Classic to Evansville's tournament to LSU's tournament the next week. The competition really just getting a little better and a little better each week and and honestly i mean
1: not going too much in depth about that tiger class but you're playing boise state houston lsu and then after that you come home first game kansas yeah so and then and then you get a couple of home tournaments but it i like the way that they scheduled the start of this year because you, you build up to it and then you get that you get to the top you got that tournament in baton rouge and then you host kansas and then from
0: there you at that point you know what you got yeah if you don't know by then uh you're not watching exactly so we got some basketball this week we do
1: have some basketball. all of it on the road yeah so um men's basketball you know we talked about it in the first segment a little bit you want to start picking up those road wins like we said we're 2-11 and 11 on the road we're 10-1 and one at home 1-1 one and one in neutral games but you're at that point of the season you have five games left you have three of your last three are at home but right now you're fourth in the ace on standings those top Really, every position above you is still available. You just got to handle business. And we beat a Central Arkansas, by over tw- Central Arkansas team at home by over 20 points. So you know they're going to come in there. They're on their home court now. Scotty Pippen court. Yeah. And they're going to go in there. They're going to go in there hot. But at the same time, and I, I just got done talking to somebody from men's basketball. There's going to be a lot of red in that stadium. So Is there? There is. So, you know, we have a lot of guys from Missouri on the team. We do. A lot of families are going to make the trip. Missouri and Arkansas. And then you, Close. Know, you also know we have six players and or yeah, six players, pretty much the entire support staff, all came from Northwestern State. Apparently, we got some Northwestern State people coming up to cheer on the Govs. Wow. So uh, they told me they were, you know, talking about some guys that were coming up, and I was like, cool, tell them we're So they're going to come cheer on the Govs. After that 730 game on Thursday, the Gubs will uh, go to Florence, Alabama, to play North Alabama. At 7:15, That'll be another good one. Uh, Govs went to overtime against the Lions at home uh, a couple weeks ago. So you're going to go into that one. Once again, just pick up some road wins, and then you get Lipsum, Lipscomb, Eastern Kentucky, and Bellarmine at home.
0: I just noticed. Yep. Baseball team is playing or Western Illinois. We'll talk about that in a second. Purple. Basketball team playing North Alabama and Central Arkansas. Purple. Purple. Women's basketball team playing Lipscomb. Lips- purple softball going to the Evansville tournament softball team going to the Aces Invitational where they will play two purple teams bad week to be purple
1: good good week to wear red wear red let's go pee
0: (laughs) don't wear purple don't
1: wear purple
0: all right uh I already mentioned it women's basketball team got that travel partner week no game Thursday Mm -hmm. Saturday game against Lipscomb team and you say plays a very similar style to the Gubs yes
1: so the thing is and you know, we, we could talk about it any single time you talk about the Austin women's basketball team. You talk about defense. You talk about the way. You talk about stop mm-hmm. defense. You talk about the perimeter defense. Just overall, that's just how we're built. Lipscomb's very similar. Um, it's always a very hard-fought game. You know, we ended the season with games against them last year. So you just want to go in there, play your best defense. But at the same time, you're trying to find that. I know we're late in the season, and I know Coach knows who that go-to scorer is but you really want somebody to come alive in the lineup. We've had a lot of these games where, you know, it's great to have four and five players scoring 10-plus points, but when you need a basket in the last couple seconds, who is it? Who is it? Is it C.T. Haywood? That's who it was against North Florida. Is it Shamari Hale? But a lot of times – There's an
0: Ashley – yeah, Ashley Cater's got a game winner
1: as well. Abby Cater. Abby, Abby Cater, Cater's been good. Ashley, excuse me. Um, Lania Foster has been phenomenal as a freshman. But who's that – you know, you, don't, you never know how teams are going to play. Are they going to double – tank in the post does that leave ct open but i think this lipscomb game is going to it's a great opportunity to get ready for the tournament in three weeks so yep Uh,
0: men's golf team back in action coming off a win in a match play against murray state uh first tournament of the season eastern kentucky's world golf village collegiate in beautiful st augustine florida at the world golf village they're going to play a -a one-of-a-kind golf course why is that it is the King and Bear Golf Course, which is the only golf course in the world, according to the website, that is co-designed by Arnold Palmer, the King, and Jack Nicholas the Golden Bear. There you go. So, uh, anytime you get the... There's a lot of... I'd say that... I know there's a couple Jack Nicholas designed courses. You hear that, not frequently, but you hear it occasionally on the PGA Tour. Arnold Palmer, I think, helped design Bay Hill. Okay. Uh, they're actually playing at Jack Nicholas's Riviera course this weekend, Um, so obviously both of them just attaching their name to a golf course matters them doing it together you have half of the golf all-time mount rushmore designing one course pretty impressive so uh, it's a neat trip for the guys i'd say you get to play a course that just has a lot of history just because of like I said, for no other reason than those two attaching their name to it right so still very very cool Fun for them this weekend. They'll go out to Phoenix in a couple weeks after that. that another be fun another little fun trip. trip. I'd love to get on both of those trips. Not sure I'm going to be able to swing it. Sorry. Uh, but in the meantime, we've also got baseball this weekend. Yeah, we do. Get Some baseball next. right here at Raymond Seahand Park. The guys are playing another purple team. That is the Leathernecks of Western Illinois. They have not had a winning season since, what, like 2014, 2007? It was yeah. one of those
1: two. And this is their first year in the OVC?
0: First year playing OVC baseball. They've got a new coach as well. So they would kick off that new era of Western Illinois baseball right here at the Hand against the Govs. Uh, not a Division One record. 27 transfers for Roland Fanning this year. Right. There will only be – I don't know what the newcomer total is. <laughs> less know. than 27. There you go. Less than 27. Uh, the offense really is not going to look that different. Right. You're going to lose Garrett Martin and Matthew Airball, And aside from that, really not yeah. too much. You're going to add in a Justin Olsen bat that played at New Mexico for a couple years, started his career at Kentucky. He can hit the long ball a little bit. You've got Lyle Miller-Green, the preseason A-Sun Player of the Year by D1 Baseball and the league's mm-hmm. coaches. Uh, I mean, He's one of the top 100 outfielders in the country as well, according to D1 Baseball. Him and Clayton Gray both made that list. Do you want baseball? Also said John. John Gasdar won top fifty shortstops in Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball, yeah. college baseball. Yeah. Uh, he's also a uh, preseason All. No, excuse me. Clayton Gray was preseason yeah, yeah. All-A's son as well. Uh, the pitching's where you're going to see some some differences. You're going to have a yeah. lot of new arms out there. That's kind of what
1: you wanted after last year,
0: though. The pitching last year was was not a, had not cut up to the hitting of last year's team. Uh, but you've got some new arms. You've got some arms returning from injury. You've got a couple arms that had good years. Trevor – or Trevor. Tucker Weaver is going to lead that group. and er, He's probably going to be your number one starter to probably. start the season. After that, I don't know where they'll go. You've got a Texas Tech transfer in there. You've got a couple other junior college transfers. Uh, Lyle Miller Green obviously can still get out there on the mound whenever you need him to. So it should be a fun season. Pick to finish sixth in the league by the league's coaches.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I mean, so nobody knows. Yeah,
0: nobody really knows, especially in this league. Um, there's a podcast out there, 11.7, College Baseball Pod. Uh, two of the guys on 11.7 picked the Govs to win the league. Uh, take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. It should be a fun season. Started out at Western Illinois this weekend, and then next Tuesday and Wednesday, going to Duty Noble Field and start Starkville, Mississippi, to take on the Bulldogs. Mississippi State and Ole Miss, the two Mississippi teams, both missed the SEC tournament last year. Uh, That is after they've both won College World Series championships in, like, the past five years. Mm -hmm. They both missed the tournament last year. Uh, I don't know if it's Mississippi State's home opener at the Dude, uh, the Taj Mahal College Baseball, as some have called it. I will be there. I'm not going to miss that trip. I I don't know how many other chances I'm going to get to go stand on the field and take photos at Duty Noble. Probably not many. I'm going to take that opportunity and roll with it. Uh, They are going to host Air Force this weekend before they have two with the Govs in Starkville. So, First midweek for the Bulldogs. So, yeah. should be a fun trip. Should be. Good for everybody. Good for the girls to go play that game, too. So, we got a, I mean, we got a lot of guys that have played a lot of big-time college baseball. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State transfers, New Mexico, Texas Tech, yep. Kentucky. So, it's not like our guys should be overwhelmed by that stage, but it's a good stage to uh, go play on. Yeah. And then, especially if you pick up a win or two. Hey, why not two? A little midweek sweep-ski. Let's do it. Uh, What else has happened this week? Got some tennis. Yep. So uh,
1: both tennis teams will be back in action. Uh, We talked about men's tennis going 2-0. They're going to look to extend that winning streak uh, with matches against Southern Indiana and St. Louis. Both those will be played in Evansville. Uh, That Saturday match will be at 2 p.m., followed by an 11 a.m. match against the Billikens on Sunday. Uh, Women's tennis coming off that win against Western Kentucky. They also have a pair of matches in Evansville. Uh, they'll begin with a 1.30 p.m. Friday match against Middle Tennessee and follow that with a 3 p.m. Saturday match against Southern Indiana. You know, we talked about that women's tennis team coming off that win. You've really got your doubles pairings solidified. Maybe you do a little bit more moving. Maybe you move a couple of people up, and up or down a spot in singles lineups. But you're going up against a very good Middle Tennessee team. And then you get a Southern Indiana team. Uh, once again, you go into that one wanting to win or expecting a win. But, you know, just... You, you should know what you have by that point so go out there go two and oh for both teams
0: i believe that's all that's happening this week i believe so it's getting a little busy it is we're in
1: crossover but it's it's fun though
0: well, uh alex how can people uh, get in touch with us and follow us on social media during this fun and exciting time
1: uh follow us on x and instagram at let's go p or on facebook at austin p governors and shout out to robin Bree, lexi carter robert and the, new, and the newly hired, newly hired Carly Livingston, director Carly of creative Livingston, content.
0: Director of creative content. She is directing and creating all that creative she's, content.
1: And she's been busy ever since her first day here, making graphics and.
0: She making, picked a busy time to start. She that she did, but she's been killing it. She has been killing it. We've been killing it, been killing it over at P.com for dates, news, stories, information. Cody Bush, Al Tower, Camille Boylock, Chris Austin, Trees, and myself. We've got all the information you can use for everything, uh, everything to do with the old governors. In the meantime. Tickets are on sale. Call the Austin P Ticket Office at 931-221-PAY. That's 7329. Baseball tickets. Season and regular or single game on sale. Softball tickets, I believe it's just yep. season tickets yep, right now. right now. Just right now, season tickets. Uh, listen, call and get those baseball tickets. Get the K-Club add-on. I don't know why you wouldn't do it. Yep. What is it, like 90 bucks for the season? Maybe. Listen, listen. You can eat, your, eat and drink your money's worth in like two weekends. Yep. And then, there you go, you got free K-Club for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. That's and, all I'm saying.
1: Exactly. And don't forget about those basketball tickets. Like we said, there, there are five more games at FNM Bank Arena in the regular season. In the regular season. Um, but it, it's been electric. I mean, we have legitimately doubled our attendance from this year compared to last year. Both teams. Uh, women's basketball leads the ace in attendance per game. Those have been electric games. The men's basketball uh, team, we've been putting up some great attendances. But... You know, everybody's back on campus. Weather's been fairly nice lately, especially for it being February. It was supposed to snow
0: last night, but it didn't. It did
1: not. Um, But come out, cheer on baseball, softball, uh, men's and women's basketball. You know, tennis will be back in Clarksville before too long. Go Um, to Florida
0: and watch some golf.
1: There you go. If if you're in Florida, because we know there's a lot of Austin P. alumni down there, go out there and watch some golf.
0: If you're in Arizona in two weeks, go watch some golf. Yeah. Uh, The women are playing in Alabama or something in like three weeks, so Mm -hmm. go watch some golf. Yep. Golf, baseball, tennis, basketball. Football and, practice, field
1: football practices, soccer,
0: spring games, soccer,
1: spring games start February 29th.
0: Uh, I feel like that's it. Probably.
1: Beach volleyball season starts. Beach before volleyball T-Longue. starts
0: soon. Nothing like beach volleyball in February. <laughs>
1: I know, right? <laughs> I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, or directly on the website of letsgop.com backslash podcast. Give us a rating or review on the podcast. Alex? Five stars. Five stars, please, and thank you. I uh, want to suggest a guess or let us know which spring sport you are most excited for.
1: Every single one of them.
0: Every single one I, I couldn't even of narrow them. it down to one. I'm going to pick the golfs, okay. both of them. They, that is who I'm most excited for. They're my favorite. Uh, they're my favorite spring sport. That's
1: fair. I, I, am, I will say I'm very excited about this Austin Peace softball season, though.
0: Very excited about the Austin Peace softball. Tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. He's Alex Otter underscore APSU. Shout out to Jason McDonald. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Uh, shout out to Tiger Woods for that new Sunday red brand. I'm sure I'm going to spend lots of money on it uh we'll talk to you next week Sidekick, so long running everybody name, running wild
1: through the hills chasing jesse james ending up on the brink of danger riding shotgun for the texas rangers no less young man haven't you been told california's full of whiskey women and ghosts sleeping out all night beneath the desert stars with a dream in my eye and I should have been a cowboy I should have learned to rope and ride Wearing my six-shooter Riding my pony on a cat and drive Stealing a young girl's hearts Just like